Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Praise God. Good morning, everyone. Welcome to be inspired by the world global times of devotion with the Lord. Hallelujah. I really look for the praying. I'm going to declare for us. We're going to be praying for the sick, unjustly imprisoned, internally displaced persons, and victims of violence and natural disasters. Hallelujah. Psalm 107, of the 21 to 22 says, Let them give thanks to the Lord for his unfailing love and his wonderful deeds for mankind. Let them sacrifice thanks offerings. I tell of his works with songs of joy. Hallelujah. Today we're going to be praying and declaring the healing streams of God overshadows the earth today. We dispatch angels all around the world to cause healings to many. Hallelujah. We also pray for those who have been arrested, imprisoned unjustly today. They are miraculously released. Hallelujah. Angels have gone forth to perfect their release even now. We pray for those internally displaced as a result of wars or natural disasters in the name of Jesus. Help has come to them today. Men and women around the world are remembering them for good and favor. Hallelujah. We declare in Jesus' name that peace returns to the nation. Even now, hallelujah. When we posted the prayer point in um, the chat room for us to pray right now, hallelujah. Praying for the sick, <clears throat> unjustly imprisoned, internally displaced persons, victims of violence and natural disaster. Let us pray right now in Jesus' name. Bilikiki <laughs> <laughs> 
Sakura <laughs> <laughs> 
Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on where you're connected from at this time, welcome to another beautiful time of fellowship with ourselves and with the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. Thank you so much, Esteem, for the day before that session of prayer. And thank you so much, Esteem, Amarak, for the opportunity to lead God's people in worship every day. Thank you so much, Ma. 
right where you are, just go ahead and lift up your hands to Jesus, give him praise, exalt his name. Let the lifting up of your hands go up to him as a sweet smelling sacrifice. Basha takata balibos. Oh, baladi barakaton jiri yanda zabayaha. Oh, Lord, my God, how powerful is your name. Oh, Lord, my God, how glorious is your name, oh Lord, my God, how powerful is your name, oh Lord, my God, how glorious is your name. How excellent 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 is your name. Oh Lord, my God, how powerful is your name. Oh Lord, great God, how glorious is your name, how excellent is your name, how excellent is your name, how excellent is your name, Lord, how excellent is your name, oh, you are amazing, oh, Lord, you How excellent is your name, oh Lord, you are amazing, Jesus, you are a wonder, you're the great king of how excellent is your name 
to God. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, Muslim family. Welcome to the Inspired by the World Global Time of Devotion. Thank you, esteemed Sister Grace, for that great time of worship. And thank you, esteemed Pastor Deborah, for the time of intercessory prayers. Glory to God. God is gracious and kind. Today is Tuesday, the 15th of March 2022 and we are going to be reviewing the Rhapsody together it's titled together as one together as one but God who is rich in mercy for his great love wherewith he loved us even when we were dead in sins had quickened us together with Christ by grace ye are saved and hath raised us up together and made us sit together in heavenly places in Christ Jesus. Ephesians 2, 4 to 6. Together as one is the title of today's devotional article. Praise the Lord. 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 God is gracious and God is kind. So we're going to review the Rhapsody together as you um, read it together with me. Our lives will be transformed in Jesus' name. Amen. So we'll take it from the first paragraph, reading together and reading it out loud with your mics muted. So we're going to go now from the first paragraph. One, two, three. Let's go. God wants us to catch this message and take it to the ends of the earth. He says, you that were dead in trespasses and sin 
has he quickened that he's made a life together with Christ. In other words, when Jesus was on the cross, we were united with him in his death. He died as us on the cross. He was us on the cross. When he was crucified, we were crucified in him. When he died, we died. Hallelujah. When he was buried, we were buried with him. When God raised him back to life, we were raised back to life. We've been raised up together and made to sit together with him in heavenly places. He has become the head of the body. Together we're now Christ because we died in him, we're buried in him, and we're raised back to life in him. Now we're one with him. The Bible says, but he that is joined unto the Lord is one spirit. 1 Corinthians 6 and verse 17. We're joined heirs with him. Romans 8, 17. We're together as one. Hallelujah. Ephesians 1, 22 to 23 says, and had put all things under his feet and gave him to be the head over all things to the church, which is his body, the fullness of him that filleth all in all. He's the one who fills everything. Ephesians 4 verse 10. Yet his fullness is the church, which is his body, or his completeness, and were complete in him. For in him dwelleth all the fullness of the Godhead bodily, and ye are complete in him, which is the head of all principality and power. Colossians 2, 9-10. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. Praise the Lord. So many thoughts come to my spirit. First thought is the fact that we cannot be killed. We cannot die because we already died. You can't kill a dead man. You know, um, we have to come to the point in our lives where we have no fear of death. We already died. When he died, we died. The Bible says when he was buried, we were buried. And then we rose. So a man who has died before, can that man be killed? It is appointed unto men to die once. And we have died that once in Christ. So death is actually a choice. And I'm talking about physical death here. Because even in the days of Jesus, Jesus made a statement. He said, there are those who will still be alive when he would come. And I strongly believe that there are people who are still alive from the days of Jesus till date. Because he made the statement. That is therefore a choice. Have no fear of death in any way. Don't be afraid of dying. Don't be afraid of cancer. Don't be afraid of diabetes. You know, sickness is, in, is, is imminent death. It's like um, impending death. You know, it's like waiting to die. Refuse anything that has to do with death. Refuse sickness. Refuse every infirmity. Refuse the virus. It's not everybody that can be contaminated. It's not everybody that can be infected. 
ever heard the story of the man of God who told them to open his hands and pour them, pour whatever virus into it? He said it would die upon arrival. And they actually did. And exactly as he said is what happened. We have to go beyond the point where we are needing healing as children of God. He told us to heal the sick. If we were sick, would we be given the mission of healing the sick? That is why he said healing is the children's bread. As long as you are a child in Christ, you are needing healing. He told the, the um, it was James that was speaking. James said, if you are sick, go for the elders, go to the elders so that they can pray for you. Why is he sending the child to the elders? Because the elders don't fall sick because healing is a children's bread. So it's the children that require healing. The elders live in health. Make up your mind to stay in permanent health. It's a choice. And if there's one thing I've observed that the communion does for us on a daily basis is sustain us in health. How many of you agree with me? I have personally observed it. Because before the consistent taking of the communion, I used to have typhoid and malaria virtually every two months. There was no how I wasn't going to come, come down with a fever. But it's been how many, one year plus Everybody in the house can bear me witness. I didn't go to the hospital, the hospital throughout last year. There were times when I would be so ill, I would be, the, the doctor would have to come to the house to place me on a drip and monitor me for like two days. I always had to do typhoid and malaria tests and every time it came out high. But since the daily communion, it just dawned on me after a while that men, I haven't even so-called had a fever in one day. I had not had a high blood, high temperature. You know, when you say my temperature is very high, I have not had it. And it is not because I was prayed for. It is not because um, um, I, I stood on the healing line. No, this communion that we take, do you know what it means? Do you know what it means? He said, and they overcame by the blood of the lamb. And by the words of our testimony, you know, the blood of the lamb, he had shed his blood. But every time that we take the communion, we are activating something in the realm of the spirit and telling all of creation, I know what Christ did for me and I take a hold of it. Whatever his blood settled, I have settled by the communion. And that's why if you notice when pastor is administering the communion, the, during the communion service every first Sunday, he talks about the remission of sin. Because it's one of the things that the blood did. The blood dealt with sin. The Bible says by his stripes we were healed. It also dealt with sicknesses. And it was on that cross that he died. So he died that we may not die. So the blood settled the issue of death. You cannot die taking the communion. Did you hear what I said? Quote me anywhere. You cannot die taking the communion. If the doctors have given you a length of time to live, if the doctor has given any of your loved ones a length of time to live, put them on the communion. Then put them on what therapy and see who has power over life, whether the devil has or you have. He says, we overcame by the blood of the lamb and by the words of our testimony. 
You take the communion, you talk. You testify that Christ is alive in you. If Christ lives in you, he's your life. You say, Christ is my life. Christ is my health. Christ is my strength. I refuse to be weak. Christ is my health. I refuse to be sick. Christ is my life. I refuse to die. As simple as those three sentences are, you'll be sustained in life. Then that's health. That's life. What about on your job? What about on your business? You are into business. You're not making sales. Christ is my prosperity. Therefore, my business expands. My business is prosperous. My business is profitable. You can never lose in that state. Brothers and sisters, we are completing him. We need not that anyone should complete us, whether spiritually, whether financially, whether mind, spirit, soul, body, however it is, we are complete in him. That means everything we would ever need is in Christ. You and I are Christ. Brothers and sisters, live the higher life in Christ. I'm not saying there will not be challenges, but make up your mind. Be stubborn in your faith. He said the fight of faith is is, is insisting that those stubborn circumstances, those unyielding circumstances will confirm to your stubborn faith proclamation. It's either your stubborn faith proclamation or the stubborn circumstances, but you will fight the fight of faith to prevail over them. And you always win because you are in Christ. He's our victory. Glory to God. I'm going to round off here and I will hand over to the esteemed pastor Onye to take us through the next segment of the devotion. Burden, enjoy your life in Christ. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Over to you, St. Pastor Rene. Thank you, Ma. I enjoy my life in Christ. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. Depending on where you are connected from, we are going over to the Bible study reading. And we're going to take the further study. Um, First Corinthians chapter 12, verse 27. Now you are the body of Christ and members in particular. Colossians 1.18. And he is the head of the body, the church, who is the beginning, the firstborn from the dead, that in all things he might have the preeminence. Ephesians 5, 29 to 30. For no man ever had hated, yet hated his own flesh, but nourished and cherishes it, even as the Lord, the church, for we are members of his body, of his flesh, and of his bones. Hallelujah. We're going to take the confession together. Please do not omit your mic. Just repeat after me. I've been baptized into the body of Christ brought into union with divinity. When Christ was raised from the dead, I was raised up together with him. Now that he's seated on the throne, I'm seated together with him in in the place of dominion, glory, and authority. Bless be God. Hallelujah. We're going over to the New Testament reading for today. And we are in a new book, Luke 
chapter one, we are still taking the passion translation. Luke is starting. I'm writing for you, mighty lovers of God, an orderly account of what Jesus accomplished and fulfilled among us. Several eyewitnesses, biographies have already been written using as their source material the good news preached among us by his early disciples who were from the beginning loving servants of the loving of the living expression now i'm passing on to you this accurate compilation of my own meticulous investigation based on numerous eyewitness interview it's appropriate for me to write this for he also appeared to me so that i would reassure you beyond any shadow of the doubt, the reliability, the reliability of all you have been taught of him. Caption, angelic prophecy of the prophet John's birth. During the reign of the King Herod, the great of Judah, I'm taking that again. During the reign of King Herod, the great of Judah, there was a Jewish priest named Zachariah who served in the temple as part of the priestly order of Abijah. His wife, Elizabeth, was also from a family of priests and was a descendant of Aaron. They were both righteous before God, living victoriously and following the commandments of the Lord blamelessly. Seven. But they were childless since Elizabeth was barren, and now they both were quite old. One day, Zachariah's priestly order was on duty and he was serving as priest. He was chosen by the casting of lots according to the custom of the priesthood. So the honor fell upon Zachariah to enter the holy place and burn incense before the Lord. A large crowd of worshippers had gathered to pay, pray outside the temple at the hour when incense was being offered. All at once, an angel of the Lord appeared to him standing just to the right of the altar of incense. 12, Zechariah was startled and overwhelmed with fear, but the angel reassured him saying, do not be afraid, Zechariah. God is showing grace to you, for I've come to tell you what your prayer for a child has been answered. I'm gonna take that again. For I've come to tell you that your prayer for a child has been answered. Your wife, Elizabeth, will bear you a son and you are to name him John. 14. His birth will bring you much joy and gladness. Hallelujah. Many will rejoice because of him and he will be one of the great ones in the sight of God. He will drink no wine or strong drink, but he will be filled with the Holy Spirit, even while still in his mother's womb. And he will persuade many in Israel to convert and turn back to the Lord their God. He will go before the Lord as a forerunner with the same power and anointing as Elijah the prophet. He will be instrumental in turning the hearts of the fathers in tenderness back to their children and the hearts of the disobedient back to, their, to the wisdom of their righteous fathers. And he will prepare a united people who are ready for the Lord's appearing. 18. Zechariah asked the angel, how do you expect me to believe this? I'm an old man and my wife is too old to give me a child. What sign can you give me to prove this will happen? Then the angel said, I'm Gabriel. I stand beside God himself. 
he has sent me to announce to you this good news. But now, since you did not believe my words, you'll be stricken and silent and unable to speak until the day my words has been fulfilled at the appointed time and a child is born to you. That will be your sign. Meanwhile, the crowds outside kept expecting him to come out. They were amazed over Zachariah's delay, wondering what could have happened inside the sanctuary. When he finally did come out, he tried to talk, but he couldn't speak a word. And they realized from his gestures that he had seen a vision while in the holy place. He remained mute as he finished his days of priestly ministry in the temple and went back to his own home. Soon afterward, his wife Elizabeth became pregnant and went into seclusion for the next five months. With joy, she exclaimed, see how kind it is of God to gaze upon me and take away the disgrace of my barrenness. Praise the Lord. Thank you, esteemed Sister Amaka, for the opportunity to come to the end of today's reading. Thank you, esteemed Brother Martins. Over to you, esteemed Brother John. Thank you so much, esteemed Pastor Onyinye Konkwo. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Welcome to the Old Testament segment of our one-year Bible reading plan. Today we are reading the book of Deuteronomy, chapter 3 and 4. A big thank you to esteemed Amarak for this opportunity. And thank you so much, esteemed Brahmatics. So we are reading the Living Bible. So we're continuing with the story of uh, Moses in their journey to Canaan. From verse 1, next, we turned toward King Og's land of Bashan. He immediately mobilized his army and attacked us at Israel. But the Lord told me not to be afraid of him. All his people and his land are yours. The Lord told me you will do to him as you did to King Sihon of the Amorites at Hezbollah. So the Lord helped us fight against King Og and his people, and we killed them all. We conquered all 60 of his cities, the entire Agob region of Bashan. These were well-fortified cities with high walls and barred gates. Of course, we also took all the unwalled towns. We utterly destroyed the kingdom of Bashan, just as we had destroyed King Sihon's kingdom of Heshbon. Heshbon, killing the entire population, men, women, and children alike. But we kept the cattle and loot for ourselves. We now possessed all the land of the two kings of the Amorites, east of the Jordan, of the Jordan River, all the land from the valley of the Anon to Mount Hermon. The Sidonians called Mount Hermon Sirion, while the Amorites called it Sener. We had now conquered all the cities on the plateau and all of Gilead and Bashan as far as the cities of Salika and Idre. Incidentally, King Og of Bashan was the last of the giants Rephaim. 
His iron bedstead is kept in a museum at Rabah, one of the cities of the Ammonites, and measures 13 and a half feet long by six feet wide. At that time, I gave the conquered land to the tribes of Reuben, Gad, and the half-tribe of Manasseh. To the tribes of Reuben and Gad, I gave the area beginning at Aroa on the Anon River plus half of Mount Gilead, including its cities. The half-tribe of Manasseh received the remainder of Gilead and all of the former kingdom of King all the Agob region. Bashan is sometimes called the land of the Raphaim. The clan of Jair, of the tribe of Manasseh, took over the whole Agob region, Bashan, to the borders of the Geshurites and Makatites. They renamed their country after themselves, calling it Havoth Jair, meaning Jair's villages, as it is still known today. Then I gave Gilead to the clan of Makar. The tribes of Reuben and Gad received the area extending from the Jabbok River in Gilead, which was the Ammonite frontier, to the middle of the valley of the Arnon River. They also received Araba, or wasteland, bounded by the Jordan River on the west, from Chinaren to Mount Pisgah, and the Deaths, also called the Sea of the Araba. At that time, I reminded the tribes of Reuben and God and the half tribe of Manasseh, that although the Lord had given them the land, they could not begin settling down until their armed men led the other tribes across the Jordan to the land the Lord was giving them. But your wives and children, I told them, may live here in the cities the Lord has given you, caring for your many cattle until you return after the Lord has given victory to the other tribes. When they conquer the land, the Lord your God has given them across the Jordan. Then you may return here to your own land. Then I said to Joshua, you have seen what the Lord your God has done to those two, those two kings. You will do the same to all the kingdoms on the other side of the Jordan. Don't be afraid of the nations there, for the Lord your God will fight for you. At that time, I made this plea to God, O oh Lord God, please let me cross over to the promised land the good land beyond the Jordan River with its rolling hills and Lebanon. I want to see the result of all the greatness and power you have been showing us for what God in all of heaven and earth can do. What you have done for us. But the Lord was angry with me because of you and would not let me cross it. Speak of it no more in order but go to the top of Mount Pisgah, where you can look out in every direction. There you will see the land in the distance, but you shall not cross over across the Jordan River. Permission Joshua to replace you and then encourage him, for you shall lead the people across to conquer the land you will see from the mountain top. So we remained in the valley near Beth Peor. Hmm. Wow. I had a question before what reading this passage. I got my answer. Praise God. Deuteronomy chapter 4. And now, O Israel, listen carefully to these laws I teach you and obey them if you want to live and enter into and possess the land given you by the Lord God of your ancestors. 
do not add other laws or subtract, subtract from these. Just obey them, for they are from the Lord your God. You have seen what the Lord did to you at Baal Peor, where he destroyed many people for worshiping idols. But all of you who were faithful to the Lord your God are still alive today. These are the laws for you to be when you arrive in the land where you live. They are from the Lord our God. He has given them to me to pass on to you. If you obey them, they will give you a reputation for wisdom and intelligence. When the surrounding nations hear these laws, they will exclaim, what other nation is as wise and prudent as Israel? For what other nation, great or small, has God among them? As the Lord our God is here among us, whenever we call upon him, and what nation, no matter how great, has laws as fair as these are giving you to you. But watch out, be very careful never to forget what you have seen God doing for you. May his miracles have a deep and permanent effect upon your lives. Amen. Tell your children and your grandchildren about the glorious miracles he did. Tell them especially about the day you stood before the Lord at Mount Horeb. And he told me, summon the people before me and I will instruct them so that they will learn always to reverence me so that they can teach my laws to the children. Stood at the foot of the mountain, the mountain burned with fire. Flames shot far into the sky, surrounded by black clouds and deep darkness. And the Lord spoke to you from the fire. You heard his words, but didn't see him. He proclaimed the laws you must obey, the Ten Commandments, and wrote them on two stone tablets. Yes, it was at that time that the Lord commanded you to issue the laws you must obey when you arrive in the promised land. But beware, you didn't see the form of God that he spoke to you from the fire at Mount So do not defy yourself by trying to make a statue of God, an idol in any form, whether of a man, a woman, an animal, a bird, a small animal that runs along the ground, or a fish, and do not look up into the sky to worship the sun, moon, or stars. Mm. Mm. The Lord may permit other nations to get away with this, but not you. Lord has rescued you from prison in Egypt to be his special people, his own inheritance. This is what you are today. But he was angry with me because of you. Father, I could not go over the Jordan River into the good land he has given you as your inheritance. I must die here on this side of the river. Beware, lest you break the contract the Lord your God has made with you. You will break it if you make any idols, for the Lord your God has utterly forbidden this. He is a devouring fire. He is a jealous God. In the future, when your children and grandchildren are born, and you have been in the land a long time, and you have defiled yourselves by making idols, and the Lord your God is very angry because of this, heaven and earth are witnesses, and you shall be quickly destroyed from the land. So now, you will cross the Jordan River and conquer that land. But your days there will be brief. You will then be utterly destroyed. For the Lord will scatter you among the nations, and you will be but few in number. There, far away, you will worship idols made from wood and stone. Idols that neither see nor hear, nor eat nor smell. But you will also begin the searching him for Jehovah and God, and you will find him when you search for him. It's all your heart and soul. When those bitter days have come upon you in the latter times, you will finally return to the Lord your God and listen to what he tells you. 
For the Lord your God is merciful. He will not abandon you, nor destroy you, nor forget the promises he has made to your ancestors. In all history, going back to the time when God created man upon the earth, search, for, search from one end of the heavens to the other to see if you can find anything like this. An entire nation heard the voice of God speaking to it from fire as you did and lived. Where else will you ever find another example of God's removing a nation from its slavery by sending terrible plagues, mighty wars, war and terror? Yet that is what the Lord your God did for you in Egypt, right before your very eyes. He did these things so you would realize that Jehovah is God and that there is no one else like him. He lets you hear his voice instructing you from heaven. He lets you see his great pillar of fire upon the earth. He even heard his words from the center of the fire. It was because he loved your ancestors and chose to bless their descendants that he personally brought you out from Egypt with a great display of power. He drove away other nations greater by far than you and gave you their land as an inheritance, as it is today. This is your wonderful thoughts for the day. Jehovah is God, both in heaven and down here upon the earth, and there is no other God than him. You must obey these laws that I will tell you today, so that all will be well with you and your children, so that you will live forever in the land the Lord your God is giving you. Then Moses instructed the people of Israel to set apart three cities east of the Jordan River, where anyone who accidentally killed someone would flee for safety. These cities were desert on the plateau in the wilderness for the tribe of Reuben, Ramoth, in Gilead, for the tribe of Gad, and Golan in Bashan, for the tribe of Manasseh. Listed below are the laws Moses issued to the people of Israel when they left Egypt. And as they were camped east of the Jordan River, near the city of Ethiopia, this was the land formerly occupied by the Amorites under King Sihon, whose capital was Hijbo. He and his people were destroyed by Moses and the Israelis. Israel conquered the land and that of King Og of Bashan. There were two Amorite kings east of the Jordan. Israel also conquered all the area from Aroa at the edge of the Anon, Anon River Valley to Mount Sirion or Mount Hermon, as it is sometimes called and all the Arab east of the Jordan River over to the depths below the slopes of Mount Pisgah. Praise the Lord. Now, over to Grammatics. Thank you very much, everyone. Thank you so much, Estimbra John. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. Depending on what part of the world you're connected from at this time, I'd like to say a very big thank you to the Estimbra Stamaka for this wonderful privilege. To the gods through the affirmation and the communion, praise God. We start affirmation by taking our names. My name is, you say your name. I have the spirit of wisdom and revelation in the knowledge of Christ. The next paragraph, I, your name. I'm granted according to the riches of the glory of Christ. The paragraph, your name. I love abounds more and more in knowledge and in all judgment. And at this point, I'll kindly ask everyone to please unmute your mics as we take affirmation at the count of three, one. Thank you. 
Amen, amen, amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. At this point, we're going straight to the communion segment of today's meeting. And our text is taken from 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 23. Praise the Lord. For I receive of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you, that the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he broke it. He said, take it. This is my body, which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you for the bread of life. Thank you for the everlasting covenant in the body of Christ, for the everlasting covenant in the blood of Christ. Even so, now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we thank you, Father. We say as we break this bread this day, we will never be broken in life as we break this bread. We affirm that Christ is our life. We affirm that our lives are hidden in Christ in God. We affirm that in him we live, move, and have our being. Thank you, Father, to you be all the glory in Jesus' name. Go ahead and break the bread and eat it. Praise God. He paid the debt he did not own. I own this death, I could not say. I needed someone to wash away my sins. But now, he's given me a song, a brand new song. It's amazing grace. My Lord and my Savior, Jesus, pay the debt a right would never pay. And he gave me his life to live. I live in the fullness of it. He's seated in heavenly places, far above all principalities and power. 
we are seated together with him in heavenly realms. Thank you, Father. After the same manner also, he took the cup when he had supped, saying, this cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye as oft as you drink it in remembrance of me, for as often as you eat this bread and drink this cup, you do show the Lord's death till he come. Tali grosso, clash to brana kidai, lega dali and degredi, frog log kronski, jovre negredila regedi eshke, etilu tibla, pladan de kroski, jovre degredila huskai, lega dali and degredori and dori and degradila grupadori and kaskushke, litrok on the skosh kali kroskishke, dragadila koribandi, ilaika dari and dukrishko frang de klugra, ticket de katunik and dusila brigadila, milandurugobosi and tijelamandia. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Thank you for the opportunities that are coming to us. Thank you for we do not miss them. Thank you, Lord, because we grab them with good hands, wrong with the vision you have put out in our hearts. Thank you, Father. We are the right place at the right time for your right purpose. Thank you, Lord God. Our steps are ordered by your spirit. Our steps are ordered by your spirit. We are our steps are ordered. We are at the right place at the right time by the power of the Holy Ghost. Lord, thank you for you orchestrate our movements. You orchestrate everything we do. Thank you, Father. To you be all the glory forever. In Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Go ahead and take the cup even now. Glory, 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 hallelujah. Once again, I'd like to say a very big thank you to the esteemed Samaka for this wonderful privilege. At this point, I'll kindly hand over to the esteemed Pastor Inye to the Ghost through the remaining part of the meeting. Thank you, everyone, and make sure you have a most excellent day. Praise the Lord. Oh, thank you, Ma, for this opportunity. We are going over to the celebration segment of the devotion. If you are joining us for the first time, we want to meet with you. Kindly come to the chat room and say your name, where you are connected from, and who invited you. If today is your birthday, birthday of your loved one, or whoever it is that you want us to celebrate with your wedding anniversary, whatever it is you are celebrating, we want to celebrate and pray with you. Can you come to the chat room and let us know? Birthdays. Wow. Um, Mafe says today is her birthday. Happy birthday, Mafe. God's blessings now and always. Sally says today is her birthday. Happy birthday, Sally. God's blessings now and always. Sister Chisum say, it's my birthday today. Happy birthday, Sister Chisum. God's blessings now and always. Um, Pakhaze says, today is my best friend's birthday, Sister Phoebe. Happy birthday to your best friend. God's blessings now and always. Arefo says, today is my friend's birthday. His name is Sola Sani. Happy birthday to Sola. God's blessings now and always. Sister Harriet said, today is my sister and colleague's friend, Chisum Ubochi. Happy birthday, esteemed sister Chisum. God's blessings now and 
always. Miracle says, today is my friend's birthday, Sister Anita Frege. Happy birthday, Sister Anita. God's blessings now and always. Do we have more birthday? Okay. Do we have anybody connected for the first time? We want to meet with you. Dio says, today is my friend's birthday. His name is Samuel Salifu. Happy birthday to Samuel. God's blessings now and always. Linda says, yesterday was my cousin's birthday. Vivian, happy birthday to your cousin. God's blessings now and always. Okay, congratulations everyone on your birthday and the birthday of your loved ones. Sister Grace, esteemed Sister Grace says, today is my sister and praising member's birthday. Her name is Courage. Happy birthday to your sister. God's blessings now and always. Sister Shamin says, today is my stepdaughter's birthday. Her name is Vekka. Let's pray for her salvation. Happy birthday to her. God's blessings now and always. We pray that God will visit her in such a way that her life will never remain the same. And she will receive salvation in the name of Jesus. I'm going to hand over to the esteemed Sister Maka to pray for the celebrants. Have a nice day, everyone. God bless you. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Um, there are so many birthdays in the house today, including birthdays of our loved ones. Um, Ma, Ma Fepe, happy birthday to you. Um, Sister Sally, happy birthday to you. Sister Chisom, happy birthday to you. And happy birthday to all of our loved ones whose birthdays are today. Congratulations, everyone. Glory to God. Hallelujah. And we pray for all birthday celebrants that the Lord be magnified in a very special way in their lives. The scripture that comes to mind is a scripture that God told Joshua. He said, this day will I begin to magnify thee in the eyes of the children of Israel. He said, so that they would know that as I was with Moses, so I am with you. So it's a new day of promotion for you all. It's a new day of magnification. It's a new day of honor and a day of reward. Many of you have served so selflessly through the years and it seems like there's not been a recognition of your efforts or your contributions as much as your reward is of the Lord. But in this world and in this life, reward will come to you and honor in a very great and magnificent way. Praise God. Happy birthday also to your husband, Sister Lovett. Praise God. All right, we've come to the end of today's devotional article. I want to know the people raising up their hand. Are you raising your hand because you have a testimony? If that, please raise your hand again. All right, thank you so much, everyone. We have come to the end of today's devotional article, um, devotion. And um, that which we have taken from here, we take to the world, we return with testimonies. Remember that the Lord is counting on us to preach the gospel, the gospel of our togetherness. The world needs to know that 
being one with Christ takes them away from the drama in the world. You know, I was driving yesterday around the estate and then I saw people coming back from work and it just dawned on me how much we work for money, how much everything we do virtually every day is to drive us towards working for money. And this is not the life, you know, I was just like, we're supposed to work every day for God and not for money, you know, and that's why the God of the God called Mammon is one of the gods, if not the only gods that was compared when um, the, the Bible says you cannot save me and serve Mammon. And in the scriptures, he also said, <clears throat> excuse me, he said, he said, seek ye first the kingdom and his righteousness. He said, every other thing shall be added unto you. Uh, while you go about business, while you go about work, ensure that you are not working for money. Ensure that you are working for the Lord. Let the place where you do business be your vehicle of reaching out. The money would chase you. There are those who chase money. There are those who money chases. So turn the tables around. Don't do suffer ahead because of money. That's not the life that God called you to live. Do his will and let money chase you. I don't know if you got that message, but the financial system of this world is programmed to keep you poor, to keep you sick, to keep you in want, and to keep you in a place where you're always looking up to somebody to help you. Meanwhile, God made you a helper. God said to Abraham and to his seed, I would bless you and I would make you a blessing. Be conscious that you are a blessing wherever you go, even where you work and where you are paid salary. You are the blessing that that organization has. Praise God. I, I feel strongly in my, in my spirit that God is ushering us into a new place of financial outburst. It's like a dam that has been broken loose. And um, be expectant. Um, when you talk about financial freedom, I'm not talking about one financial miracle that you would testify of and then um, while waiting for another financial miracle. No, we're talking about financial freedom. God is doing things that you will never have to look for money anymore. You would always be the one giving money. Praise God. All right. We've come to the end of today's devotional article. Devotion. I don't know why I keep saying devotional article. Rhapsody is in my mouth. All right. So devotion. Let's unmute as we share the benediction. The grace.